the show the taz show it is a march 29 2018 hope everybody's doing good sitting here on this uh thursday gimmick gimmick schnabitz gimmick yes so uh welcome to the show uh it's gonna be a fun show if you listen live on uh, tazshow.com thank you maybe radio.com app or the radio.com.com website thank you again for that much appreciated oh you're checking out the uh download version the podcast city as they call it, on iTunes or Spotify or TuneIn. Maybe you're doing that on Radio.com also. Uh, thank you. Much appreciated. Oh, just up chucked in my mouth. Did that during Taz and the Moose, too. That happens. I must have ate something that gave me agita. Anyway, uh, definitely lo- love everybody in this world. You know that. And uh, thank you for uh, joining the show. Uh, much appreciated. It's going to be a good show here. We're going to talk a little bit about some stuff. Uh going to get into uh, Shane McMahon versus Daniel Bryan. I'm sorry, Shane Man and Daniel Bryan versus uh, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn for WrestleMania. Uh, as my producer, who's a genius, uh, the Seth, yes. posed the question in a run sheet, is it too soon uh, for Shane? And now I'm going to get into that either in this first half of the show or the second half. We shall see. Also, um, going to give some thoughts to uh, wrestlers' workouts and, and nutrition, how it's evolved over the last, I don't know, 20, 25 years. Want to talk about that and uh, give you some insight on that uh, because it's a good topic. It's a topic that I don't think a lot of folks talk about and maybe a lot of wrestling fans aren't aware of and stuff like that. You've heard me talk about that topic sprinkled in here and there during all of these different episodes of the Taz Show as we come to you with episode 546 uh, right now. Yes. That's right. So um, uh, welcome, uh, Seth, uh, the producer, whose days are being counted down. Uh, Seth, welcome to the Taz Show. Hey, great to be here, pal. (laughs) Good way to welcome you to the show. Yeah, he's, uh, he's about to hit yeah, the unemployment about, line. He's about to be gone. Good morning, Hebrews and uh, Shebrews. Taz is such a douche. But um, rumor has it. <laughs> rumor has it. Uh-oh. Oh, yeah. Not so fast, my friend. I heard from a little birdie. There's a slim chance that the Seth might be sticking around. This is what I heard. Just when I thought I was out. Yeah. You pulled me back in. Not so fast. Not so fast. The rumor has it. Yeah. You heard this rumor? No. My wife's like, really? You guys still work with him? Oh, boy. She's got to work with Taz. (laughs) guy sucks. Who wants to work with Taz? Uh See, so, uh, yeah, uh, you've heard these rumors, right? I heard a little bit, scuttlebutt. They're like, wait, we can't let him go. And if you- He's a Jew. We got to keep him. (laughs) He's one of us. <laughs> Gotta hold on to him. He's one of our people. He's a chosen oh, one. Man, I wish I could comment. Oh my god. Uh, so <laughs> I'm not allowed. But uh, if you convert, maybe. Oh man, I'll tell you what. I could picture the sound effects store playing a song that if you end up staying on the Taz show, so many people would be happy. I, I just wish I could hear that song. Oh 
Yeah! Wow. Seth is back. Almost back. Seth is back. KFJ. Almost back. The KFJ. He's back. Look out. Look huh, out. Huh, huh, Here I huh, come. Huh. WWE. Where's Bazanja when we need him? Where, where's the NXT? Where's Anthony? EC3. Where's Anthony when we need Bumblebee. him? Do some rap. Bumblebee. <laughs> Transformers. But what? It's still too anticlimactic because you're not back yet. Oh. So, all right, guys, thanks for having me. No, you could be gone still. You do realize that. Now people are like, oh, this whole set that's gone things will work. Lean means all bummed out in the <laughs> video. He's like, oh, son of a bitch. I love that video. Test worked me. Not so fast. Seth is technically still going to be gone. Well, but, I definitely am going to be here next week. It's WrestleMania week. Oh. No, unless, unless, you know, I'll stay home. I don't care, man. Oh, I was yeah. coming for you. You are a ham. Yeah. So anyway. On a whole week. Yeah, well, maybe you're sticking around. We'll see. Right now, uh, on paper, it looks like your days are numbered. Uh, so next week, uh, you'll be around, and then you're gone. Okay. But, uh, but I, you know, we both heard these rumors, and uh, I hope we didn't just jinx you. That's well, what I'm afraid. Well, we did say that there was a possibility last week. This is not, you know, entirely new breaking news. Exactly. Part so, uh, got it. Um, all right, anyways, uh, so I wanted to talk a little bit about Shane McMahon and Daniel Bryan. They're going to wrestle at uh, in a tag team match at WrestleMania with Kevin Owens and uh, Zone, uh, Zone. How am I doing? Take two. Kevin Owens and uh, Sami Zayn. So, what happened here? So, uh, Daniel Bryan, we do it on SmackDown. He, he deemed the match is going to happen. He came out. He said a lot of things about you know being GM and, and those yeah. guys basically – he said, Shane told me he's going to be ready, and if, if we beat them, they're gone forever. So now, okay, Shane, unfortunately, I know, I believe he's still in the hospital, less we heard, right? I haven't uh, seen uh Yeah, I, I know he posted a photo of himself with his sons. Uh, we had the IVs in the hospital. He he has a, a out of uh, uh, diverticulitis, which is nothing to play with. What's the matter? <laughs> I said it wrong? What the hell's up? He said diver. What I said? No, I didn't. What I say? Well, what's it called? He's a tickle diverticulitis. That's what I said. It's a tickleitis. Oh, I didn't. Yeah, it sounded like a tickle me Elmo. Second, wait a minute. <laughs> he has a bout of diverticulitis. <laughs> he said it again. Did I really? It sounds right in my head. I've said this before. I know what the uh, the, the the it's not that the over here laughing at a serious like issue. Oh, like, picture somebody sitting there tickling him. <laughs> oh my god, diverticulitis. No. Oh, that tickles. How am I saying it wrong? This is nothing funny about this, by the way. No, there's nothing funny so about I this. apologize no. about this. But wh- how am I saying it wrong again? You're saying diverticulitis. It's diverticulitis. Diverticulitis. Not leitis. Diverticulitis. Oh. <laughs> it's, you're saying tickle. There's no tickle in diverticulitis. Well, D2 guy in college, bro. Right. D2. I mean, you know, it's like, wasn't a D1 guy. My son's a D1 guy. Just, He's smart. I, I'm not. I, you know, so yeah. just stamp pass on your on your papers, right? Yeah, pass. Right, he has an unfortunate illness. How about that? He's oh. sick. Yeah, well, the thing is, and we hope he gets better, obviously. And that is, you know, this is what um, I believe Brock Lesnar had, you know, several years back. Correct? I think he did. Yes. And now there's different. Um, I do know this much. I might be saying the name of the, the sickness wrong, but I do know there's different levels of this. So there are obviously levels that are worse than others and all this jazz. So maybe it's a situation that Shane, um, you know, it, it, maybe it's not as bad as a level. I, that could be. I'm not so much worried. I mean, I agree with you, and I would think, I don't know, I'm not a doctor, but the thing that worries me more is he also has an umbilical hernia. Yes. 
Well, That's like you, you can't be lifting up uh, no, 200-pound men with a hernia. You can't be lifting. So here's the thing. You Right. You're right. And you shouldn't be bumping. So I'm a little surprised that WWE put this out there, that this match would happen. Um, I don't ever think, you know, Shane would put himself in harm's way for amongst his wife and his sons. You know, his family and I, I, Vince and Stephanie wouldn't want to put shit. You know, it's just that these people are not like that. They're not going to put Shane in a dangerous, dangerous way. So either they got some kind of an angle set up where this they're going to say Shane can't wrestle and maybe they'll do a two-on-one match. Uh, Babyface Jones, Daniel Bryan, he's back. He's going to get the yes, yes, yes. Big pop, big pop, big pop. Everybody loves him, the whole nine yards. And now he's got to fight two heels and somehow, miraculously, he's victorious at WrestleMania. I don't know. Or to bring somebody else in. I don't right. know. There's always a big surprises at WrestleMania, so maybe someone comes down and uh, steps in Is there in with always them. big surprises? I mean, it used to be there was big surprises. You still think there's always... I mean, there's an overstatement. Last it's year, the Hardys always... came out. That was a big surprise. Okay. You know, so... And, people and what about the year before that? The year before that? I don't remember. Oh, exactly. they, all, they, all blend, they all blend together. Ronda Rousey was a big surprise with The Rock. That was a big one. Okay. Yeah, so there's always like somebody coming out, well, Le- legends and things. You know, all of a sudden Shawn Michaels is tag team with Daniel Bryan. Happened in the past few years. Any surprises? Your boy right here covered it on those uh, Taz Show specials across CBS Sports Radio and uh, all the terrestrial stations in the CBS family, like WFAM and Score Chicago, WIP Philly Jones, all that kind of jazz. I don't know that thing might happen again this year, but I'm not allowed to say just yet. We're gonna tell him after WrestleMania. Well, I, I think this could be a press release, and I'm, I can get in trouble if I say it. Oh. I think I just said it. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, chances are good. Yeah. So, yeah, chances are very good. They, they love me here. You know that. They just love to work me. I'm like a mule. <laughs> um, but anyway, um, all kidding aside, I, I, I just hope they got, they're got just careful here with this thing. If, the other thing, too, let's say Shane is medically cleared or they know he's going to be medically cleared or something like that. Now, if there was some announcement today, I missed it. I was kind of doing a three-hour you know, national radio show, so I was busy <coughs> covering sports, mainstream city. So Six to nine. <laughs> Eastern, by the way. Eastern. Eastern. Mr. Spitz will get mad. You have to say Eastern. Sorry, you got to say Eastern, Moose. Oh, all right. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I said Eastern. That, that's why he gets paid the big bucks. <laughs> So anyway, so as I rip my regular show, um, you know, there's no goose. The goose is gone, bro. What? The goose is flown away. Okay? The goose is oh, going no. bye-bye. Yeah, no. Taz is great, but this goose guy is oh. cooked. You are just a mock for yourself. Do you even have a problem with your own agenda? I mean, do you even see how egomaniacal that is? Stop. I'm trying to get a job, man. Quiet. Get a job what? As a goose? Something. Like, anything. I'll play anything. I'll be a goose. I'll be a donkey. Whatever you need. I'm down there. Listen, don't worry about it. They're going to take you back here. I heard the rumors. I'm telling you. You're mm-hmm. in. You're in. Until the ink is dry, I'm not, I'm not counting anything. I hear you. Well, anyway. Um, <clears throat> so you got to worry here a little bit. Got to be careful if you're WWE. Let's not get Shane back involved too much. I'm thinking it's tough. Not just to go in the ring. Let's say he is medically cleared. The issue is he can't train right now. You know, Shane's a guy who loves to train, and it's a big part of keeping your body in shape and preventing injury while you're in the ring bumping, especially when you're not a regular full-time competitor. So Shane's bump card, yeah, he's he's not full. His, his bump card's not full, but he has taken a lot of big, dangerous bumps. Some of those big, dangerous bumps, that's like dog years. So they add up. 
It's like it's like ten bumps in one of those big bumps. But his bump card's still not full. That I, I can promise you. I still cringe when I think about what he's done. When those dives off the cage, well, makes I me cringe, cringe when I hear your voice. So, okay, and so turn off that's my mic. Okay, good. Turn it off. Turn it off. You know what? Take the mic and 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 stick it down your throat. Take the mic and and fold against the wall and and turk your, take your ass out of your head. I won't get my severance then if I do that. Okay, what you do? I'm getting uh, a little sick of you now. Okay. Okay. So I, I mean, I got, I'm trying to help you. I got people trying to help you. <laughs> I got my team involved, and and it's like now you make me regret it. See, that's bad. <laughs> Okay, so anyway, so I'm trying to stay on point here. So the thing is this, <clears throat> Shane, um, uh, he hasn't been training, right? So that's my only concern is to keep his body battle tough, battle ready, you know, and so he can go into this thing, taking his bumps, doing his thing. Um, and, you know, Shane, he, he loves to shock the people and take some dangerous daredevil bump. Uh, which he's great at, and he, he death-defying death defying stuff he does. So, you know, we probably won't see that if he does work. Um, I, I'm thinking he's not going to wrestle. I'm thinking something's going to go down here. Um, I, I Again, WrestleMania's around the corner, and WWE on their social media and publicly said that now, again, I didn't see SmackDown. Was it covered in SmackDown, that part, anything with Shane being in a hospital? or He just said he talked to him, and he said he'll be ready. Okay, Daniel Bryan talked to yeah. Shane. Got it. Pronouns. Daniel talked to Shane. He said, talk to I Shane. He said, Shane will be ready. Yeah. Okay, I got it, Seth. All, All right. right. The first time you screwed up. so I don't have the rewind button. So, anyways. Um, so, hopefully, Shane is not rushing back. Um, that's, you know, that's the key. Um what I do want to talk about, though, too, is uh, also, uh, well, you know, should we go to break? And I, I, on the other side, I'll talk about EC3, right? Because there's things about EC3, might be a good time to take a break. Um, you know, I have not gone to the men's room since about 4 a.m. Oh. So my bladder is the size of Texas. On that note, uh, I want to tell you about my good friends over at, uh, you know where they're from, Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Yeah, see, the deal is, uh, my friends at Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans, yeah, they, they understand that there's a good chance that you're confident when it comes to your work, your hobbies, your life, maybe your interaction with the opposite uh, the likings of you, that you're good with uh, maybe the girls or the guys, whatever floats your boat. Well, Rocket Mortgage gives you uh, that same level of confidence that you need when it comes to buying a home or refinancing your existing home loan. So see, with Rocket Mortgage, you can apply simply and understand fully so you can mortgage confidently. Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans, great company, guys. Okay, they support the Taz Show. I support them. I know you, the audience, have supported them in the past with good reason. Okay, Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans, you apply simply, you understand fully so you can mortgage confidently. So to get started, I want you to do this, please. Go to rocketmortgage.com slash Taz. That's rocketmortgage.com slash T-A-Z. Equal housing lender, licensed in all 50 states, nmlsconsumeraccess.org, number 3030. That's uh, Rocket Mortgage. And the cool thing about Rocket Mortgage, they don't, um, it, 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 you don't have to deal with the paperwork stuff. You know, you guys heard me talk about this. That, that's the coolest part about this. Like, you don't have to deal with that rigmarole. I've done it years ago. There was, it wasn't around years ago when I when I got my first house. Now I, I, have, I have a plethora of homes. So Rocket Mortgage, you know, it does it digitally for you. And that's the beauty. You, you deal with it digitally. You don't have to deal with paperwork. No one wants to deal with that. So go visit my, uh, Rocket Mortgage at rocketmortgage.com slash Taz. Rocketmortgage.com slash T-A-Z. On that note, we're going to go to break. Uh, Taz Show. Be right back. and talk about EC3. 
And uh, how about the evolution of wrestlers, how they're training and dieting? We'll talk about that too. Tasho, sit tight. I got to come back when you tell me to come back. Maybe I like the song. Maybe I, you know, I like a little bluegrass. Yeah. You know, I'll be taping this show. There are five, it's not live video. There's a million cameras around. This just feels like Taz and the Moose. This is what happens. I got cameras all around me, no red lights. Uh, You want me to tell everybody what's going on? Yes. All right, well, they're doing the 30 for 30 on Taz. Oh, come on. Don't be a douchebag. Tell people the truth. Why you got to try and... That's uh, why no one's going to miss you. Because you, then you do that... That's not true. There's like uh, at least seven th- people. Th- you try to be funny like that. All right. And you turn everybody off, including the host. Tell people what's going on. Uh, we're doing a... we got a little video interview we're doing with you. Plug uh, the gentleman's name and what his show is. JR Sports Brief. Uh, not JR. Good old JR. No. This is uh, JR Sport Brief. Uh, he's got he's a, got a big YouTube... Stone Cold! Not that JR. No. Sorry. Continue. All right. Slobberknocker. Uh, he, got, uh, he has a, a big YouTube channel. Like he's had, I think, uh, God, what, 30 million hits on his YouTube channel. This guy has interviewed everyone from Usain Bolt to Richard Sherman. To Taz. To Kobe Bryant. And now he's really, like, step, 30, stepping 30 up. 30 million. I hope I can get him 30 hits. Nevertheless, million. Just 30 people. Jesus. No, oh, I think he'll be fine. Ugh, I don't know, dude. This is not good. You're a legend. Yeah. Uh, I used to be pretty good. I suck now. But anyway, um, that's the deal. But I, I'm looking forward to talking to JR Brand. What's good brand? JR Brand, right? Huh? JR Sport Brief. <laughs> I was close. Um, okay. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, yeah, anyways. Uh, so we're going to talk about a little EC3 here. You know, I, I, I caught a little bit on the uh, NXT, and um, I saw EC3 come out with William Regal, and EC3 cut an excellent promo. And, and you know, everybody knows EC3, EC3 can cut an excellent promo. So that's not... The, the crops of what I'm looking to talk about. You know, what I will talk about is how he's really come uh, such a long way. So I've touched on this before recently here on the show once we knew that um, EC3 was heading over to WWE land and, and NXT. Uh, the thing is, it, it's nice, first off, to see someone get a second opportunity with WWE because this is not his first there's a helicopter in the hallway. I don't know what's going on, but it sounds like there's a big engine in a hallway in an office building, in the studio. But anyway, I digress. So it's 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 nice to see and hear someone getting a second chance with a big company like WWE. And you know, WWE, to be honest with you, they don't have to do that. They have a ton of talent. They're grooming talent as we speak at their performance center. Uh, you know, Triple H has his pulse on it. You know, I say a lot of times, well, you got to be careful where you have too many guys getting cut out of the same mold. Well, a guy like EC3, that's not the case. Yeah, see, yeah, yeah. okay, well, he came into WWE. What was he, Justin Bateman, I believe his name was. And he came in that way and, and all that. But, but, but that's, not the, that's not the key here with, with, with EC3. The key is the amount of time and, you know, the years that he spent with, with TNA and how this character was born, this EC3 character, obviously was born in TNA, and I was there when it was born. And, you know, we knew it was uh, an excellent character, and his promo work, he could pull it off. 
Um, and his passion, EC3, was, and still is, obviously, uh, full throttle, pro wrestler, seven days a week, 365 days a year. That's who this guy is. Um, I'm not surprised by his success. I think sky's the limit for him um, in NXT. I'm going to predict right now he will eventually be the NXT champion one day soon down the road. His North American title seems like he's going to win. Now, there's some notable names. Uh, Seth, hit me with the names that are in this. this it's a tournament. It's a match or tournament. Is it a tournament or a match? It's a ladder match. It's a ladder match. I, I knew that and I forgot. Okay, Six way. Got it. Got it. Six way. Got it. And Adam, begin. Adam Cole. Right. Velveteen Dream. Right. Lars Sullivan. Mm. Killian Dane. Mm-hmm. EC3. And the last one was announced was we and we announced this got a couple months ago I think uh, with the Mike the Mike Johnson is a ricochet, yeah. So so uh, frankly, any of those guys can win. Uh, maybe I, I'm thinking, uh, you know, we heard EC3 say to William Regal, look, and it's a good heel promo. You know, this, you're making this championship just for me. That's nice, thank you. You know, he's a delusional heel, and that's what he should be, right? That's what good heels do, and EC3 gets that. Um, maybe they veer away from him getting that North American title. This is a brand new title, and any of those other cats can win it. I, I could see like a Velveteen Dream getting that. I don't know about Adam Cole. I think that he not that he doesn't deserve it. I, I think he's I hate to diminish a brand new title, but I think he's bigger than that, and I think EC3 could be bigger than that. I think Velveteen Dream is more in a still in the growing stages. Well, I don't think EC3 is in that growing stages. EC3 is game ready. So um, I could see eventually EC3 gearing into the NXT title pitcher eventually. So if he has that North American title, that could hold him down for a little while in regards to going towards the other title. But regardless, there's some real notable names that should be a great ladder match and for sure. So, But again, again, that's not the story for me. The story for me is EC3 itself. Ethan Carter III. Which the gimmick is, it was the, he was the nephew of Dixie Carter, the former owner of, of TNA. For those that don't follow TNA, well, there's new TNA I don't follow, but the old TNA when I was there, that's what it was. And John Gaborik, and a lot of you guys know who John is, uh, who worked for many years for WWE, was one of the minds behind Tough Enough, and was a, 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 a big wig and a, a power player and had a talent uh, and stuff like that for TNA for quite some time. And I know John very well. John's been on the Taz show here. John's an old friend of mine. Now, John was a huge supporter of EC3, and John was one of the guys behind the mindset of that character. Uh, uh, Dave Lagana was involved, obviously, as one of the writers. So, And EC3, I will tell you, I'll pull back the curtain, he's a guy who, he really, um, he's engaged in his own character heavily. So what does that mean? <coughs> Excuse me. He's not a guy who was looking for a writer or one of the bosses or whoever to come up with the gimmick or make the gimmick better or a promo segment or, hey, what should I wear? What, what do you guys want me to wear? What, what, should, what should I wear to the ring? What should I say? That's not who he is. He's engaged. He he had a lot to say about what he was doing because he cared. His passion was very powerful for this character, EC3. And, uh, and, and it was, so it was a collective unit that got him over in TNA, not just himself, uh, obviously, the, you know, whoever the announcers were, not, not just when I was there with, uh, geez, Mike Tanay and then Josh Matthews and and Josh and whoever Josh was working with, along with, you know, the front office at that time was was 
Bork or whoever after. And, you know, I mean, it's been so many different heads of state. TNA uh, battle, I'm sorry, uh, EC3 battled through all of that and always remained to stay on top of the food chain and keep his character over. And it's, it's cool to see WWE bring him in as EC3. You know, I think that's funny, you know, because it's the nephew in character of Dixie Carter, the former owner of TNA. So I, I don't know, I think that part is, is pretty funny. Um, but I, I wish him nothing but the best, obviously. And I think he's going to, he's sky's the limit for him. They, they, they don't change the names anymore. And I think it's because of the internet and just that everyone's so connected to everything that's going on. It's not like back in the old days, changing territories, molding guys. Right. Now, like, they, they're, especially well, guys people that know. So you could be yeah. in a territory or whatever, and you could be, you know, I don't know, you could be a, a, a I'm trying to think of a name. You could be somebody in, in um, whatever territory, and and maybe, you know, there was no internet, obviously, and there was no, if you didn't have the cable TV for that, you didn't know who this guy was. Next thing he shows up in your territory of your WWE, WWF fan, it's like, who's this new guy? You called him a new guy. Right, exactly. So they gave him a new name. You know, that's how it was then. You know, it's not like that anymore, though. Well, so. some guys, it, it's interesting if you think back, some guys they didn't, though. Like Ted DiBiase was Ted DiBiase. Jake the Snake Roberts was. was true. Some yeah. guys they didn't. Macho Dust, Man. Dusty Rhodes. I uh, think guys that were really established. Big guys. But look at what uh. they did with Dusty, God rest his soul. When Dusty came to WWF, the, WWE, the, uh, WWF the second time. See, Dusty, not to veer off the topic, but Dusty, he was. Um, you know, he worked for Vince McMahon Sr., you know, many moons ago, like during the Bruno Sammartino era, during the, you know, when Bob Backlund, you know, he Dusty was there as Dusty Rhodes. Oh, well, yeah, classic matches with that, superstar Billy Graham. That's exactly right. So he was there, and then everything with NWA and all, all that great stuff. And then years later, a couple of years later, he ended up going to, back to WWF when it was getting a little more, more mainstream, and they put the black uh, trunks on him with the yellow polka dots, which was just... Uh, silly, you know, so, um, but Dusty got over no matter what. But my point is, he, I don't want to say he was a new guy, but Vince at that time still put his spin on it, you know what I mean? Uh, things have changed. Things are different now. They're better. To your point, Seth, uh, fans are more educated, the internet, uh, stuff like that, uh, uh, social media. You, you know, WWE, so to their credit, they're keeping the names on these guys, these characters, as much as they can Unless somebody else owns a name, you know. And they listen to the fans, right? Even when they start bringing guys in initially, people would chant the real names or they would, you know, the, right. the crowd is too smart, I yes, guess, you know. the crowd is too smart. They kept my name, it just had a letter. And and they, <laughs> they had a letter just for um, trademarking purposes and stuff like that. So so that's why they put two Zs on it, you know. Uh, my intellectual property is one Z in the wrestling realm. So, uh, but again, it's about EC3. He gets to keep his name, keeps the character. They're giving him some mic time already. It's awesome. Uh, he's very fortunate. You know, um, um, it's a different time now than years ago. He kind of is a, is a throwback to me a little bit too. The, the way he car- like you said that the classic heel, yeah. he, like the way he he portrays his character. I could see him in, in any era. Oh no, you know? no, it's a great point, and uh, it's kind of like a. He's, he could get a little feel of a Rick Rude, Rick Flair, a little combination there. You know, he's got the physique, but yet he's got the, he's always dressed to the nines in a great suit. He's a good looking kid. You know, Rick Flair back in the day always had the fancy suits, good looking guy, had all the women. I, I would flank some girls with him a little bit, go a little old school. You know, um, uh, you know, he's, he, there's a lot to work with with EC3. So I do think that his upside is awesome. And um, um, in regards to being in WWE, and I think the future is ultra bright for him. I can tell you this, too, about him. He's a guy who keeps his nose clean backstage. You know, he don't get into trouble. 
he is an all-business son of a bitch. I mean, he's all-business. I always respect that about him. All-business. He's not in this thing to make friends. He's not burning nobody. Um, he's always in shape. He's dedicated. He he loves the industry. Um, he's laser. He is laser-focused backstage. He's not a guy that's screwing around, acting like a jerk, acting like an immature asshole. You know, he's he's a guy who gets it, and it's business to him. And I've always respected that about him, you know. And and I remember when he came out, came in, and I talked with him a little bit to learn about who he wants to be, and as from a color commentary perspective, so I could get help get him over the best I could from an announcing perspective. And you know, give me some adjectives, tell me something, give me something to explain to the audience who you want to be or who you are, who you're supposed to be. Portray it so I could sell it. I'm not just going to say it because you say say it, you know. And I would always tell all the guys that, but um. You know, he always had enough to say to the announcers behind the scenes in a nice way. Like, hey, can you guys, you know, I'm trying to get this over or let's try to go this way if we can. And, you know, as an announcer, you love that. A guy who's engaged to the character, who's passionate about the character to help not just make your job easier, but get over the message of what we're trying to sell in you, EC3. You know what I mean? So uh, he was a guy who was very much like that when I worked with him. Um I've worked with, I've called tons of wrestlers' matches. I got to be honest with you, uh, not many are like that. A lot of these guys just think that you sh- just that's your job and you should know how to get them over, and they don't tell you nothing. Right. And, and, and you go up and talk to them, and it happens all the time. I mean, it happens all the time. And that's why he's back in the company. I yeah, mean, he, he, he obviously he's, he lives yeah. and breathes it. You know, I mean, a lot of guys. Were, I, I talked about this a long time ago here on this show, like the Undertaker. Well, and that's the Undertaker, the, the, the most iconic name, arguably in the history of WWE. Okay, <laughs> I, I saw a freaking uh, Triple H on ESPN gimmick with Stephanie, uh, whatever ESPN show it is, and and um, he was he was saying that like for him, uh, for Stephanie it was Andre the Giant, the most iconic star ever, and for Triple H it was it was Undertaker. I, I kind of agree with uh, with uh, Triple H. I mean, so my point is when I'm getting about Undertaker, Undertaker, I've called a lot of his matches. I mean, and, you know. He would. I talked about this before. He would grab me. He says, uh, "You got. If, let me know when you got like twenty minutes later today. We can sit down and talk. I got some stuff I want to hit you with." Yeah, dude, no problem. Yo, let's get together. Whatever, three o'clock. You know, I, I, yeah, yeah, me too. That works for me. And we would just sit down and just talk. Or uh, Michael Cole too. Michael Cole very engaged with the talent, but Taker wanted to talk to the former worker, the former wrestler, the former. You know, that he understood. Like there were certain things, and he. Taker was the most, one of the most guys I've ever dealt that dealt with that was most um, in tune with what he wanted to get over to the audience and knew to utilize the announced talent as an extension arm to the audience while he was wrestling. And I got to tell you, EC3 is on that list of guys I've dealt with as a commentator. He really, really knew what he wanted to get over, you know, and, and, and portrayed it in the ring. I've dealt with some wrestlers without naming names that wanted you to get some stuff over. And they weren't portraying what they wanted to get over. And then they get upset a little bit, like, oh, dude, I thought you're going to get this. Well, dude, you got to do it. <laughs> I can't just say it. You got to do it. You know what I mean? So I, I, it's just, it just doesn't work. If I, I got to see you do it, and then I can get it over. Well, because then you're not doing your job the right way. Correct. 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 It's, it's, it, this whole thing is interesting because it shows another layer to this whole business. Yes. You know, people think you don't, you're just getting in there and. No, and no. Calling your spots, as no, they say, no. and then that's it. 
You know, it's 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 how much you put like any other job, right? As much as you put into it, that's how much you're gonna get out of it. It's so thing. it it's sounds like thing. EC three has a bright future. Yeah, he definitely does. Ha! Hence his uh success he's had thus far. And now for them to hand a microphone to him and let him do a segment like that with Regal is good stuff. So um I think his future is uh very, very bright for sure. Um and what a shot in the army is for NXT. Because mm, you know that they lost yeah. Bobby Roode, Shinsuke Nakamura, Drew McIntyre gone. You're like well, who's going to pick up the slack? And you got to give NXT credit. They bring in some guys like EC3, Ricochet. All of a sudden, boom, it's all it's must-watch TV again. You're right. I, I think there's definitely, and uh, you know, a guy like, obviously, Ricochet's a tremendous talent. Uh, he's more of a physical talent that can do amazing physical things. Uh, I think there's more depth to a guy, and you could make a lot of big green money with a guy like EC3 more because he was able to connect to the audience and talk on a microphone and... You know, he, he gets it. You know what I mean? As long as they let him keep doing his thing, he's going to get over. Um, he's gonna, you know, Just being able to do amazing spots is awesome, and being a human highlight reel is great. But at the end of the day, man, you got to talk him into the building. That's the business. It's always been the business. So, you know, EC3's got that ability. So I'm putting him over big here. Uh, you know, I haven't talked to the kid in, in a long time. Actually, the last time, last time I saw EC3 and talked to him, it was very brief. I was, <laughs> might have been, uh, no, it wasn't the last time. It was one of my very rare public uh, autograph appearance signings. I did one in Brooklyn. Uh, it was a spot show for a, a good little independent company. I, the name escapes me. It's probably two or three years ago. He, EC3 obviously was still at TNA. I was out of uh, TNA. I was doing the Taz show, Full Throttle Jones at that time, uh, f- you know, five days a week, as you know, Seth. And I did an appearance in Brooklyn. And I cut a promo in the ring at this appearance, too. But we did an autograph signing earlier uh, in, like, a side room at this uh, high school gym or church gym, whatever it was. And uh, I remember Angel Love was there. Um, uh, who else was there? Davey, uh, uh, what's his name? Richards. Uh, Davey Rich? No. Uh, no. Um, the Wolves. Uh, yeah. Eddie Edwards, Davey Richards. Oh, Davey Richards. Yeah, yeah. yeah, thank you. The way you said it, you said it wrong. That's the oh, point. of course. No, yeah. you said it. That's a diverticulitis. Yes. Okay, nice <laughs> so, uh, who else was there? Uh, and that autograph gimmick. Uh, EC3 was there, as I was saying. It was uh, drawing a blank. It was drawing a blank. Uh, I think Tommy Dreamer might have been there. I think he was. Okay, he might have been. But anyway, um, and I saw EC3 there, and he's like, "Yo, Taz, what's up?" I'm like, "Yo, EC3, what's going on?" We there was people there who were doing the autograph thing. I shook his hand, said, "What's up?" And oh, Danny Moff was there. I don't know a lot of people might might know Danny Moff. Moff's a good dude. He was there in the signing too. But um, yeah, that's the last time I saw EC3 and talked to him. So, you know, I, I wish him nothing but the best, man. I mean, so uh, you know, don't be afraid to tweet, homeboy, and tell him, "Hey, Taz, put you over big," you know, <laughs> throw him a Christmas card or something. You know what I mean, so throw a guy a bag of cookies or something. He's just, he's just a broken down wrestler doing some little stinky radio show in New York City, you know, <laughs> across the country. <laughs> Come on now, coast so, to coast, uh, building the post. <laughs> Taz is over like breakfast toast. Let's do this. Oh, yeah. Six to nine a.m. Eastern. <laughs> Can't uh, play it. Squawk it. <laughs> oh, Lodi B, Lodi B. <laughs> All right. So, uh, anyway, that's the deal. I don't know. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about the training. Uh, you know, the, the athletes today. Why is it so hot in this room, bro? I'm going to get on that. Okay, yeah. Try to get off away from the microphone and do your job and keep it cool in here. Um, and stop trying to be a friggin' star. Actually, you're not. Um, 
So I was talking about, um, real brief, I'm going to hit you with this, uh, about how wrestlers' training and their workouts have evolved over the last 20, 25 years. And it's a huge, really good thing. Um, the way athletes are today, you know, I, I think I think these guys are uh, – you know, we've always seen so many muscular professional wrestlers, but it's not just about muscular shape anymore. These guys are in fitness shape. Okay, back in the day, during I came up, you know, where a lot of the guys were, and even the generation before me, were very thick, muscular, huge guys for sure. But today, it's fitness shape. Big difference. You know, these guys are monitoring their heart rates. They're checking their 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 levels of you know what their what their fat their index is on that their their blood pressure they're checking everything their vitals you know they they're they're different they are fitness athletes they are they're in better cardio shape now I'm stereotyping obviously my generation and the generation before me to this current generation but I think these these guys and girls are a lot smarter today um, there's a lot more obviously in regards to using PEDs there's a lot more, uh, it's tougher now. You guys can't just get away with going on whatever they want to go on. So, you know, it, it forces guys to not carry as much body weight, be a little leaner, work faster, work longer matches. Uh, obviously, the companies are not looking for guys to be gigantic like they used to be back in the day because of all the drug testing. And, and I think WWE, you know, they understand how vital that is. And um, you know what I mean, and, and how the safety of guys and and uh, that type of thing. Uh, I don't know. It's just um, uh, it's interesting to me how the guys and girls today are more fitness savvy as opposed to muscle savvy. There's a big difference with that. Um, and I think that's what we have going on. I think it's a great thing. I just when I watch some of these guys and girls, just stick to the guys. When I watch them and look at them on television. And look at their physiques, you know, you don't see, and again, I'm stereotyping, so just bear with me. Some guys are different than others, but you don't normally see too many guys that are big, thick, 300 pounds with abs. You know, you don't see that much anymore. You see guys that are making money that are built like a Finn Balor who's 198 pounds, 210 pounds, ripped, looks great. He's a fitness guy. And, and... And he's not a huge guy, and he's doing great and making money and, and, and doing awesome. I think it's great. And it's, it's about time the business went this way because uh, when I was in it, it wasn't like that. <laughs> I guess so. we've talked about this before. It's, there's just more athletes in wrestling now correct, right, than before. Correct. It has to be. Once you do that heavy type of drug testing and you, know, you, you can't have a bunch of dudes on growth hormone and anabolic steroids uh, and different type of stimulants to burn fat and stuff like that, uh, Guys can't just go to the hotel bar and pound vodka and beers and eat whatever they want because some guys are taking growth hormone, which burns a lot of fat, and as long as you're putting calories in, you're going to get bigger. That's how that works. A lot of people don't realize that, but <laughs> as long as you're training hard, you know, you got to train hard too. You, know? you think it's fair to say, like for me, you know, being a wrestling fan so long, guys like Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels kind of paved the way for absolutely. a smaller wrestler to, to be able to be successful. Absolutely. I would, yeah, I would absolutely agree with you on that. It's those guys, to your point— were ahead of their time in regards to being fitness style workers. Um, I, you know, I'm probably maybe a, an inch or so, an inch or two shorter than both Michaels and Bret Hart, but I was carrying 250 pounds. You know, I was thicker by design. I, I had that was my character. You know, I had to be a wrecking machine, and my physique had to match that. So, you know, I wasn't carved out of stone, but I had to bring that thickness, that power. That explosiveness, that's who the human suplex machine was. Now, 
at my height, I've, I would have loved to have been, believe it or not, 200 pounds. I would love to drop 50 pounds. I could have done it with my eyes closed and, and been that type of fitness athlete uh, in the ring. But I felt like I never would have got booked. You wouldn't be tasked. No, either. I wouldn't be. And, and, and those guys, you know, Brett and Sean, you know, great workers. I mean, I'm, I'm you know, amazing in the ring, uh, two of the best of all time, obviously. But, you know, um, they, were, uh, they were still getting the push. And you got to tip your cap to guys like that because that was during the real land of the Giants. I mean, Giants, Giants, especially with both their success in the WWF at that time. Those guys were massive humans that were, that were working for the company. And they could say uh, on the flip side, the fact that there's not so many big guys anymore helps a guy like Braun Strowman, helps a guy like Lars Sullivan. He stands out. Yeah. He stand out, you know. And, and you know, it's even, even like I've talked about Braun a bunch with this, you know, with Braun Strowman. Even though he's a massive, huge power guy, the power lifting, a strength athlete in his history, and you, you know all that jazz, um, he still shows insane fitness for a big man. His foot speed, his quickness, his cardio ability for a guy that size—you know—it's very, very impressive. So uh, he gets it. He's never going to look to be the size of those, you know, uh, 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 smaller wrestlers. That guys that are smaller than him, everybody's smaller than him. So you know, I mean, but. He brings. He wants to bring. I see that level of fitness. Sometimes I think they have him do too much. I believe in the old school way of the big man needs to be the big man, and I don't need to see him on the mic. I don't need to see him moving around too much. I, yeah, well, yeah, you got to have layers on a guy. Tags. He needs depth. Oh my ass. This guy's a. This guy is a, an attraction. Okay, he is King Kong. You know, keep him Godzilla, King Kong. You know, but. Look, I can't knock what WWE's done with him. He's a massive star. He's over like Rover. Get these hands. All that shit is great. So uh, I'm not knocking it. I'm just saying some, some, I'm a little old school sometimes with that stuff. But no, I just wanted to touch on that, on that a little bit for you guys and just uh, as far as the fitness end of of wrestling. Well, let me ask you. If, if you know, say you were, uh, you know, right now you were wrestling, you were, you trained you trained guys. You trained yourself. You, you were yeah. judo. You did so much. You did weights. What, what what do you see now? Is there is there any exercises or anything you see now? Like man, I'd be hitting that hard if I was wrestling today. What what would I do as far as training? You say if there's anything new or anything that you say, wow, that's something I would be doing. Uh, you know? I'd, I'd probably. I mean, I was always pretty good with my diet. It's all about nutrition, to be honest. A lot of people don't realize that. I was always pretty good with my diet. I, I, during my prime, I wasn't. You know, I had to bring a lot of calories in because I had a. I was trying to maintain 245, 250 pounds at, at five, eight, five, nine without being, you know, a fat, you know, jobber, you know, so <laughs> no disrespect to any overweight jobbers out there, but I'm just saying, um, you know, I, I always tried to keep that, that hardness to my physique, but it was hard, um, because of nutrition. I would, if I had to do it over now, I wouldn't be 250. I would definitely drop down to about 215 and, um, I would train like a strength athlete. I'm like a fitness athlete. I'd work more on my speed in the ring. And I felt like I was pretty quick just my natural athleticism that I used. So, but I, I never had to work on it. I trained like a power lifter or a bodybuilder. That's how I lifted. And I didn't eat whatever I wanted. I would eat clean, but I would have, I, today I'd eat even cleaner and um, really be stiffer on my diet. And um, uh, like I said, probably wrestle at 215. Uh, so I'm seeing guys that are my height, that are 190 that are making a lot more money than I made, and they're getting a better push than I got in WWE. Yeah, I a lot of guys. <laughs> like AJ Styles, you know, he he does intermittent fasting, so I think he only eats an eight hour increment, eight hour window. It's amazing, yeah. it's amazing. Yeah, these guys are smart. I mean, uh, Austin Aries, the last time he was on, well, maybe the first time he was on a Taz show, 
you know, he's a vegan, vegan Jones. And we've talked about that. I've talked to Austin. I'm not a vegan, but I've talked to Austin about that offline. He is obsessed. His passion for food. He's a plant-based diet. As you guys know, he's got a good book out. Get it if you're interested. This is a guy who I know you've talked to him a little bit too, uh, Seth, about that because I know you're into that stuff. Yep. The plant gimmick Jones. I like to basically step on plants. I don't like to eat them. <laughs> I like meat. So I'm more like a caveman. Uh, that's kind of what my thing is. Uh, yes, that's right. Yes. Uh, so uh, that's my thing. But no, I would um, I would definitely clean up my diet if I was wrestling today and drop weight and be leaner. And probably still get pushed. Um, I'll tell you what I wouldn't do is come uh, and work my my style of being a shooter and suplexer because that's oversaturated. So <laughs> I wouldn't do that. I would do something different. I don't know what I'd do, but uh, that you didn't ask me about that. You asked me about the physique. All right, on that note, Seth, this is a wrap, son. Right. Uh, you know, I hope you guys enjoyed it. There'll be a podcast tomorrow for a throwback snack. Jones, we're working on what that is with the team. We're not sure what's dropping yet. I got texts coming in right now. Yeah, there's, there, there's a lot of emails and texts coming in. On that note, I hope you guys enjoyed the show. I appreciate it. We love the downloads. We love the love. Uh, it's very much appreciated. I love the support for the Taz Show. Rock and rolling, uh, kicking ass, taking names as the cliche goes. Okay, you got Seth over here producing. Maybe he's gone. Maybe he's back. We'll see. He's at one week left. Maybe he's gone forever. Maybe he's back forever. Some might love that. Some might hate that. But on that note, I'm Taz. You're not. Adios.